0: Welcome to the Evolu Podcast, where we create space for real talk to learn, heal, grow, and evolve together. I'm Kimiko. And I'm Abby. We're soul sisters and besties turned business partners. Here on Evolu, we share our lessons learned and bring you special guests from passionate leaders, creatives, and badass women who stayed committed to their visions even when the odds were against them. Each week, we
1: bring you new episodes that give you tangible tips to create your own meaningful journey. So grab a cup of tea, or a glass of wine, kick back, and join the conversation. All right, hello everybody. We are here with Joanna, social media strategist and content creator. Uh, Three years ago, Joanna, she followed her dreams and left home from the Philippines and moved here to the Bay Area on a whim with her now husband. (laughs) A true creative at heart, she documented her journey navigating life in a new country and is now a Filipina blogger and influencer with over 20,000 follower reach across all her platforms. With her creative skills, she blossomed into a new chapter in her career, and now she is a social media manager for Globin, a brand that highlights artisans from across the globe. Joe's story is so inspiring, and we know that there are so many gems that you can all take away and will inspire you to take the big leap, even if you don't know what to expect on the other side. Joe, thank you so much for being here today. We're so excited to have you.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me as your first guest. Um, it's truly really an honor and it's very humbling to know that I inspire some people, even if sometimes I don't even realize it.
0: Yeah Joe, you inspire so many people. And we want to dive in and we want to hear all about it like from the very beginning, you know the layers of experiences that you were going through when you got here to the Bay Area and how you got through that um, and then where you are now. So I think let's, let's kind of back it up and bring you back into that moment. When did you decide that you wanted to move to the Bay
2: Area? Okay, so first of all, um, it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't like one day I woke up and I wanted to leave the Philippines. There were instances where I've been telling myself, I wanna migrate somewhere. I've traveled to so many places, America, Asia, Europe, and every time I travel, the idea of moving somewhere to have a better life crosses my mind. I mean, I love the Philippines with all my heart, even with traffic, pollution, flood. For me, nothing compares living and growing up in your own comfort zone and with your family and friends. But there were personal reasons why I wanted to leave my home country. Uh, I was too dependent on my parents when I was still in the Philippines. I didn't pay for a car. I had a nice home to live in. I had a great career. I didn't pay much for my food. All of my salaries went straight to my bank. Often used them to parties, (laughs) night outs, and luxuries. So my life back there was a total princess life. So easy, so comfortable, no problems. But I wasn't growing the way I wanted to be. So that's when I realized I need to leave the country to grow, to be independent, to explore, to reach for my ambitious goals, to make life more exciting. So if I'm going to think about now, so 20, November 2016, I will never forget this month and year. Jerick and I were in Singapore on top of Marina Bay Sands, and we were still dating that time. But anyway, when we were drinking, talking about life that night. I mentioned to him that I wanted to migrate somewhere, maybe in Singapore or Australia, somewhere close to the Philippines. And then his answer was, why not United States? And I was like, how? And he said, I'm a U.S. citizen. And boom, that's where it all started. That night, I felt like it's meant to happen.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That's just so brave of you you know to be able to just you know one like have a conversation like with your partner of wanting to do that with your life and then also you know him like supporting you each other really like in that way yeah so Jared never wanted yeah, to and- go
2: back here he never wanted to go back here he loved the Philippines so much but I don't know because of me. <laughs> he kind of pushed himself Aww. to move back here. Mm-hmm. So it's also yeah.
0: oh, that's so like to sweet. have a partner and that synchronicity of wanting to both just go after something bigger together and support each other. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: really that's amazing. Um, and you know, I know you said that you know your family was supporting you a lot. Yeah. You, know, you were kind of dependent on them in a lot of ways. So, you know, we know that you are very close with your family and, you know, moving to another continent, basically <laughs> across the Pacific Ocean is, is really far away. So, you know, knowing, you know, you're so close with them and leaving them back home, like how have you been able to, you know, cope with that and with that Change and being so far away from them. Oh
2: my gosh, um, this wasn't an easy task. Um, this actually, oh my gosh, this is actually one of the moments that I realized and say, Joanna, you're such a strong woman. Um, months before I left the country, while waiting for my K1 fiancé visa, I gave my all. I spent most of my time with my family. I made sure to make the most out of my time with them. The moment my mom dropped me off the airport, I actually tried to remain calm because I didn't want her, I didn't want to make her cry. I wanted to make her feel that I am a strong girl and she didn't have to worry. True story the moment I entered the security part in the airport, waved my last goodbye, and turned away i broke down i was like Fuck, this is happening i'm oh, sorry you can cut that oh, yeah heart. um yeah i was like <laughs> okay this is happening but i can't like go back and oh my gosh i don't i can't do this anymore no no i can't do that so but i think the fact that we will be seeing each other in less than 90 days that time because the rule with k1 visa is to marry within 90 days upon entering the united states actually helped me to cope with this at least a little bit And I just try to always think that we will see each other again and as often as I can. It still hurts my heart every time we separate ways in the airport, literally every single time. But I try to stay positive and move forward. Like I always feel like my heart's like like that every time we separate ways in the airport. And then I'll be like, no. You you, sh- you gotta be fine. You should be fine. Like you can't show weakness, because <laughs> um, you the moment you decided to move here, you I I should have realized that okay, this is gonna happen. So, and she I should stay positive and just try to move forward.
0: Mm. So, I know. I heart. didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that part of your story. And I think something that like really stands out to me is how you had that moment where you had to listen and you had to move forward and you had to, yeah. you know, stand tall in the decision that you had made, even though it was like <laughs> such a difficult moment to walk away from something that you were comfortable
2: with. Imagine, doing. imagine you're in the airport, literally turning away from your mom, all your bag, all your stuff, everything, all your personal belongings, everything, all the stuff that you, I brought to America. Like, I was like, okay, shit. This, this is it. This is happened. <laughs> this is the reality. I can't like, go back. (laughs) I decided to do this. So
1: I, you know, I can relate, like, I've definitely had that moment, even though, like, I I didn't move that far away from my family. Um, It was when I first uh, went to college. Um, My family there in Sacramento and I we moved I moved to San Francisco for college. It's not that far, hour and a half, two hour drive. But I just remember like packing all my stuff, you know, that I could from my room in my little car and my little Honda Civic that was a stick shift and I was like okay I'm ready to move and then bagging it all in and then I remember the moment I was coming in with like a full car and I was going through um the toll gate through the bay bridge and you know i was giving my you know money to like the toll person and they're like oh looks like you're going somewhere and i was like yeah i'm i'm moving here like oh yeah cool and that's just like the moment i felt like okay like you know you're like starting like a new life like a new chapter yeah you know and and it's like it's
0: an a little bit of an intense moment um, when I got to the new apartment, there was like that moment where I saw you and you were moving in and I was moving in. And then there's that moment, right. Of like freedom and liberation. There's also feelings of fear yeah. and you're kind of like, oh shit, like what's going to happen after this? Because I'm like on my own now, I'm grateful that like I had Abby along that journey. So you and Jarek had each other, like being able to go through that. Experience. Yeah. You had someone to share that experience with. Yeah fast forward a little bit you know you get through the flight um you're in the bay area and you're you're getting settled into your new home what were some of the most vivid memories from that first year here in the bay or was there any favorite moments that just like stand out so bright to you
2: yeah it was fun during my first year here in the bay area i felt like a tourist for the whole year because everything's new to me, all the places, the neighborhood, the people, the language, the food, the currency, the way of living. It wasn't my first time here in San Francisco, but during my first year of me officially living here, I couldn't believe that this is the place I will call home from that home, from that year moving forward. It was like, oh my gosh, Joanna, I was born again. So for favorite memories. Oh my gosh, definitely from little to bigger things, like from eating at In-N-Out to knowing there's Jollibee here in the Bay Area, to passing the Golden Gate Bridge, to experiencing four seasons, to getting married, to exploring other parts of California, to applying for permanent residency, all the moments that made me feel like this is reality. It's happening. (laughs) yeah
1: yeah feeling you know like a tourist in a new place but now you've been here like for a few years yeah
2: you you're a resident I know
1: you're from here yeah
2: I belong I belong here you do you
1: You definitely do for sure you have definitely found your place were there any like moments or times where you felt like it was it was difficult or it challenged you
2: Oh man, yeah, um, actually just being here, um, trying to belong, and being away from my family. Um, definitely one of the moments that I that felt challenging, oh my gosh, the, was the processing of the papers to be legal to stay here. Processing the documents alone was already challenging, all the more with the fact that I was jobless, unemployed, and couldn't work until I got my green card. Can you imagine having no source of income for one year? It was depressing, very, very depressing. I couldn't buy things. Um, Even if I know, you know, like my husband has a job, but of course I want to have my own money and savings. I want to have a job as well and reach for my dreams. And yeah, that being said, another challenging moment was certainly finding my first job in the United States. The struggle of finding a job in a different country with a different culture. For my first year, it's like my life took a pause (laughs) that I don't know who I want me to be anymore or even how do I start my life here? Like at the age of 25 that time, I was literally creating my own life story. And def- lastly, definitely missing a lot of, you know, birthdays, holidays um, with my family, period.
0: One part that you that stands out where you say you were creating your own life story. Yeah, because
2: I don't know what's going to be my first job. Um, where am I going to apply? Uh, what's going to happen tomorrow? Like, I'm literally creating my own life story. Yeah, every day, like, okay, I'm going to wake up. Okay, what am I going to do today? (laughs) Um, Tomorrow, uh, should I apply to what company? Like literally from the beginning, like, okay, what's going to happen to me in this country? So I'm creating my own life story.
0: When you like got here to the Bay Area, did you immediately start content creating or
2: how did that come about? No, actually, that's the beauty of being unemployed for one year. Um, That's where, that's when I began content creating.
1: I remember first meeting you, um, and I believe you had only been here just a few months at that time. And your following on on Instagram, I, I remember, like, was already um, in the in the thousands. Do you like feel that doing content creating, doing that with your time, was your way to like overcome these things that were so difficult to deal with like not having an income not being able to get a job like that was your way that was like your path to to do yes it's
2: actually I would consider it like the blessing disguise uh for being unemployed for one year because I found a, a way for me to express my creativity and passion um so I think it's it, it, content creation was my source of therapy that time mm-hmm. um, because I already I was already depressed because I don't have money I don't have I can't buy anything I want and but I know that I'm creative too <laughs> creative and and being alone at home because drugs at work you know be alone at home I need to do something I don't have anything to do I don't have a car I don't have any friends what else can I do so content creation was literally Yeah, my source of therapy that time during my first year here in the Bay Area.
0: I always loved seeing your content, whether it was online or in person, you know, like we've called you sunshine for so long because it was just like joyful to be around you And those who may know you or see you on Instagram may not see like those moments of like what you were going through because you do cultivate and radiate so much joy, but it also goes to show that, you know, we're all human and there is hard obstacles that we have to go through. And so you've just continued to be a source of light, like even through it all. Even through my darkest times. Even through (laughs) your darkest times. Like, and I think the other thing about it, like you said, it was a blessing in disguise. When I think about like the culture of like what America or the Bay area has like pressed on us as a society, especially for millennials is that, you know, they, they tell you to go the traditional route. They tell you to go to school, find a career and, and then afterwards just start diving into your career. And so now we have people who are like around our age, who are somewhere around 20 or 30, and they want to, you know, they feel this like deep urge inside themselves to go after and pursue a creative lifestyle, but they're kind of so stuck in this like belief of what success is defined as and in a way you following your passion also kind of led you to what you're doing in your career now you're you're a social media manager for globin and you've been doing that for over a year now what are some of the things that you've learned in the role uh, or some of the things that you learned leading up to this role Um, and what advice could you give others who want to pursue a career path in social media management?
2: Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've been working as a social media manager for more than a year now. Like starting from Nada experience, now I'm here. Um, Well, I've learned that whatever you post online creates an impact and you always create something beautiful. Like sharing stories, sharing knowledge, sharing art, everything you post on social media impacts people because people relate, people feel inspired, people learn something from you. And that is beautiful. Your connection with the world. If you are someone who sees social media as a career path, follow your heart because that passion and creativity can change the world.
1: yeah no I mean that's like I think that's really good advice you know for people who you know possibly want to you know do this as a career but I think you know audience Joe is being very modest like she's being so modest right now I you
2: know I've known you for a while
1: now and you are just such like a true example of like Like literally starting like from zero, like from nothing. And then you, you put in the hard work, you put in the thousands of hours like of what it took to like get where you are today. And, you know, for those people who think that being a blogger, being, being an influencer is just, you know, an easy job and you're just posting pictures. Like, it's not just that, like, (laughs) I've, I've seen you do it. (laughs) I've seen it in action and it is not easy. It is so not easy. It, it takes work to actually for you to create like, like quality content, Takes, you know, it it takes imagination, you know, strong work ethic, everything, planning, like, (laughs) and you do it all. Mm-hmm. And also not to mention, you know, your husband, Jarek I know is just so supportive of you. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's also like your partner in this and has Instagram re-
2: husband if I may say. He's
1: the true like like real like IG hubby. Like he, yeah. he really is. So props to Jarek too, but like <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, you guys are some of the hardest working people like I've (laughs) ever met and to where you thank you 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 are now like it's not a surprise
0: plus one I'm so grateful to kind of witness and watch all of it unfold like time and time again like you continue to just go forward and lean in no matter what comes your way and I think for those that are listening it's like there's so many people out there that want to do content creation, but there is so much that goes into it. You have to be your own PR person. Yes. You have to learn. You have to take time to invest in marketing, um, understanding how to help whoever it is, you know, your brand or the client that you're working with, how to help elevate them and tell the story while also being true to yourself. Yeah. You have to be the, j- the Jack or the Jill of all trades, essentially. <laughs> and And then you have to write your own yeah. contracts. You have to like, yeah, yeah.
2: And you have to know your worth. Um, you're not gonna you you're not gonna work with them for free right so everything like (laughs) (laughs) there's so many things to consider in content creation oh my gosh um from from outreach to negotiation to content creation to i don't know to even like um uh what do you call this like finishing the contract with like some reviews even um there's Mm -hmm. so many things to consider in content creation not just just you taking pictures and slaying in front of camera but behind the camera there's so many things to learn and I've learned so much in social media on my own during that period of time my first year here being unemployed and now working for a retail company so yeah (laughs) yeah grateful
1: (laughs) that's amazing I mean you know also being a micro influencer and for Anyone who doesn't know who a micro influencer, I I believe it's under I, I want to say under a hundred thousand.
2: Yeah, uh, micro followers, is I think, something like
1: that. Like
2: yeah, around 10K there, k to 50k, something like that. Yeah,
1: you're, micro, you're yeah. considered a micro influencer, and they're just as important as yeah the influencers with large followings. But um, y- you don't have a management team. You don't have people doing this for <laughs> you. You know, I think you have to do it all yourself. And a lot of times, you know, you'll see celebrities or people with big names or millions of followers. They they have a manager who does this for them. Yeah. But
2: they have PR assistant. Mm-hmm. They have editorial assistant, mm-hmm. social media assistant.
1: Stylist. Yeah. But I do. Makeup artist. Yeah. <laughs> a whole team. But I just want to emphasize like, You do it all. all I do it it
2: all. Like I I, I do social media for a company Monday to Friday, nine to five. And I do my own personal social media strategy management for my own personal brand on weekends. So I would say I'm working my ass off. 24 seven, mm-hmm. seven days a week. <laughs> uh, I don't have a team. I do everything on my own <laughs> and it's tiring, but it's very fulfilling. And I know that I'm one step closer to reaching my dreams.
0: Yes. Snaps for that. So what about at work? Like from the, all of the things that you had learned, you know, while you were content creating and then now when you're at work, um, what's that like? Like, is there new skills that you feel like are pushing you now that you're in the role of a social media manager or um was there ever like an aha moment where they were asking you to do something at work and you were like oh well i know how to do this because i did this on my own
2: yes Yes. absolutely i think the fact that i am an influencer on my own platform it's actually my edge why i'm killing it on on my job because. They, they don't need to find somebody else to handle influencer marketing. So right now I'm handling both. I'm handling organic social media for the company that I work for and influencer marketing where I'm creating money for them. So um, so I can apply all those learnings and knowledge as an influencer to a brand and, and now working influencer marketing for a brand. So I think that's amazing. Like I know how to, I know what's happening in the back end, (laughs) behind the scenes. And, but I also know, I know how to be an influencer, but I also know how to be a brand and work with influencers, if that makes sense. (laughs) It does. It makes total sense.
0: Like there's a difference between being a personal brand versus using, you know, a company's voice and like standing behind that mission and helping them create a strategy around, you know, what what they're trying to tell or how to, like, reach markets. I think the other really beautiful thing about you becoming a social media uh, manager for Globin is how, you know, their mission is all about really highlighting, like, artisans from all over the world. Yeah, ties into your own story of, like, leaving home and wanting to highlight the cultures from, like, different countries around the world. Was that Was that a selling point for you when you were applying to them or what was, you know, like how did you decide that Globin was the one that you wanted to work with?
2: I, first of all, I didn't expect to land this job, but that's why I'm super, super grateful because I really like their mission and they work with artisans from all over the world, including the Philippine artisans, Philippine artisans. So I think working with them and uh, be able to create content, not just for Filipinos, but from other people around the world um it's very humbling because I feel like because I really want to give back to my home country you know what I mean like I want to give back to my home country and at least in my own little ways right now in my job I can do that um I can give back I can promote them I can raise funds for them because that's what we do in our company um so yeah I'm it's very fulfilling to know that I'm able to help and give back to my home country, even if I'm not there and I live here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that really like, feels like it really like comes full Mm -hmm. circle, you know, for
0: you. It's like, it's, it's like going after your dreams, but I, the, there's a theme also of like bringing your roots along with you. And I think that's, you know, that's true leadership and that's true power is when, you are elevating yourself, but as you're doing that in the process, it's like, how can I bring my people up with me? You know, whether it's like through yeah. highlighting, um, you know, the people who are creating these products or it's you telling your story and like tying in all the traditions yeah. and all of the true things that happen in your life. Um, so other people can really like see and learn from that
2: too. Yeah. And not to mention, because I struggled to find a job here in the U S and um, I mean, I we can go deeper, but <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But just basically finding a job where you feel like you you mm-hmm. you belong, because it's hard. Because I've experienced a lot of employers in the past that didn't treat me well, um, and so landing in in a job at a company that's a diverse and inclusive, um, I feel like I'm advocating diverse voices in social media through globe in yeah so absolutely yeah no,
1: I mean especially during like this time right now I think that's especially important to advocate for diversity and equity and inclusion um, yeah yeah and people right now they're I think they're listening yeah and what you put out there it is people are going to hear it so what you're doing is it's very it's so so important so
0: there's so much power in amplifying (laughs) you know amplifying voices right now from like all different cultures and ethnicities and backgrounds um and then you know in in the topic of like filipino representation i don't know about y'all but so, if you saw um, like Disney's uh, like latest ad, oh yeah, um, it was like the Christmas advertisement where they, you know, shared the Filipino story of like a young woman who becomes a Lola. She passes down her Mickey Mouse toy. I don't know about you all, but I cried. Like I cried mm. so hard because <laughs> <laughs> because I saw like a little bit of myself in that story. It was like something as small as just seeing like Lola, like written on a piece of paper. And I was like, oh, my yeah, God. <laughs> tears. And then like so the parole and like all of that. And so, you know, whether we're talking about Disney or we're talking about, you know, you making sure that in your work, like you have that opportunity, like having and seeing that representation is so important because. There's yes. people who want to go after something but maybe don't see themselves in the examples that are out there. And so when you share your story or when you help amplify like artisans doing that, it's also showing other people like what's possible. Whoever's listening, if you're waiting for a sign, <laughs> this is your sign. This is it. Now is you the better time. Do it. Don't now the guess time. It.
1: <laughs> we met Joanna at a blogger influencer event. Um, We just really hit it off and ended up like talking for hours until like the event was over. Um, Just talking about so many different stories from, from being Filipino, like, because they were from the Philippines and Miko and I, you know, we are both Filipino. I, myself, am half, Um, but still nonetheless, we had very, um, you know, similar stories and views on, you know, what it means, you know, to be Filipino and the similarities and differences between us being actually from the Philippines and, and then being Filipino from the U.S. And from that conversation, it blossomed into this project that we had together called Hollow Hollow collective so um i don't know, joe did you want to go
0: into that a little bit <laughs> <laughs> like why was why was hhc something that you knew that you wanted to get involved with and like why was that so important
2: i mean for my personal uh, personal side i because I, I didn't have any friends <laughs> that time um and it was very challenging because already 25 years old at that time and i don't have any friends and i grew up in the philippines with so many friends and that's why another you know very challenging moment um and that got me really depressed that time during my first year here because i don't have any friends so um i started content creation and attending blogger events where i was able to network and find new people and create new friendships and then when i attended the event as abby mentioned um, I met them both. Uh, I mean, we, we met each other on Instagram, but physically, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we met everyone. We met each other in that blogger event. And so that moment, I know that, oh my gosh, why not create something here in the Bay Area that's uh, never created before, something that's never created before. So that's how Hollow Collective, and we organize a lot of uh, com- community-based events here in the Bay Area. Um, where we met a lot of other Filipino American creators and creatives and I think that's one of the most beautiful things that I've been part of here in my life here in the United States
0: yeah it was such a beautiful chapter and I feel like there's so much that like we all learned um, together I realized there was so much power in collaboration um, and Like supporting one another creatively and then seeing all of those, you know, skills come together, whether it was like photography or like creative direction or marketing or storytelling or, you know, creating content. How do we help amplify, you know, local Filipino brands, brands from the Philippines? And we went, we all went on our Instagram stories. I think, Joe, I think you were the one that created the little template
2: for this yeah
0: you're like hey like you sent a group text and you were saying just share this on your stories and let's see who's interested so we all put up this like little <laughs> that said who wants to like meet up with, like <laughs> Filipino content creators and like who wants to go eat and we got like i don't know 30 people who responded overnight so we were like people oh shit like <laughs> this is a thing like this is something that's not out there yet that yeah. we need to do so we met up, we tried to come up with this concept. The full team was like Joe and Abby M, myself, Narissa, and Micah. And the six of us had really like gone in and and then it just kind of like expanded and evolved.
1: And I'm just I'm like, so grateful to have like gone through that with like the both of you. (laughs) You know, and And especially you, Joe, because I I gained like such a, like this beautiful friendship with you that Mm. never would have happened if, you know, Miko didn't say, hey, let's go to this event. And I was like, you know, okay, sure. It was like after work one day. Um, And that probably would have never happened if we didn't go. So I'm so grateful for that. And it, you know, and yeah, it became something bigger than ourselves, just seeing so many people come to our events, you know, thereafter, and seeing them collaborate with each other, you know, outside of it meeting at our event, we just wanted to do right by our culture, Mm -hmm. by our heritage. And, you know, and just in that first, like, Group photo shoot we did, and yeah, you know, with all of us, like ladies in so the powerful. botanical gardens in in San Francisco, in the little tropical area, like standing there and like you know slaying, you know, all in our poses, <laughs> and just seeing that shot, I was like, oh my god, like this is like true magic.
2: Yeah, I will always be grateful for Hal Hallo Collective because it's helped me cope up with like me being an immigrant and from that moment I felt I belong here and I found some great friends like you and Kim- Kimiko and Abby so yeah, yeah I will forever cherish that moment and forever grateful that uh, from that moment till now I have friends so yeah yeah yes yeah it's still so powerful
0: how much has like really unfolded after that too like even today like when I still see like people who met through like our events like still connecting or still super duper close or supporting each other I think it's like one of those things that happens with synchronicity and then it also you know just shows how important it is to build community it's never too late to just get yourself out there like so for those that are listening whether you're here in the bay or you're listening in from the philippines like Or anywhere in the world, for that matter. Um, Like, building community is so important, even though it could be scary at first. And, I mean, I remember, like, walking into some of my first, like, blogger and content creator events. And I was (laughs) so scared. Like, Joe, did you feel, like, that kind of nervousness, too? Yes. Walking into some of the first ones you went to in the Bay.
2: (laughs) I was so nervous because I was insecure, you know? Because... Everyone speaks in English, and English is not my first language. And I'm trying to do my best to copy your accent because that way I will feel like, oh my gosh, like I I belong here. But so that time, like you know, like people are talking to each other, like networking, and I'm trying to pretend like, huh, like oh my gosh, girl, you can speak in English. That back of my mind, that's what I think. But (laughs) Um, so that's why I'm super nervous. Um, But also. I I love it because I was able to build my network here and create some friendship from blogger events. So it's challenging, but it's actually fun too. Joe,
0: I think it's really easy to see like in everything that you shared today about how uh, important it is to just really follow your passion, even though it's scary to take the big leap. And for all those that are listening to, you know, they may be in a crossroads of their life where they want to make that next big leaf. So do you have any of like, if you think about your story as a whole, what are some of the biggest lessons that you learned in the last few years that you could share and maybe give some advice to either the past you or those that may be at that, that point of their lives now? Oh my
2: gosh, this question is really big because <laughs> I've learned so much um, but one of my biggest lessons learned to always remember my why my why like mama didn't raise a creator mm-hmm. <laughs> my parents raised a pursuer of dreams I want my parents to be proud of me I want my you know, my uh, my parents to say like, that's my daughter, those kinds of things. At the end, I want to give back. I want to give back to my parents. I want to give back to my home country. And that is why I'm here. And um, believe in yourself that you can do it. Don't give up because there's always a light at the end of a tunnel. Always stay positive because everything happens for a reason. Life is too short to refrain yourself from reaching for your dreams. You only have one life. One life, so always give your all. And lastly, I don't want to die regretting something I wish I could have done.
0: That part. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Those are good. Those are really good. I don't want
2: to die something like, oh, I wish I started content creating. Oh, I wish I started my own brand, you know? Oh, I wish everything. Like, that's why every day I wake up, I gotta do it. I gotta move forward. I gotta have my clear vision. That's my end yeah. goal because I don't wanna regret. I don't wanna regret something. I wish I could have done. Period. Exactly.
1: And even on those hardest days where you just like don't want to get up, you gotta find that thing in yes. you mm-hmm. and just pick yourself back up because you know. What did they say? Fall down nine times, get up 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah. I know it's not easy. I mean, I've thought about going back to the Philippines multiple times. You know, I've thought about it like on my darkest times. I'm like, why am I hurting myself? Why Why am I experiencing this? Why am I trying to make it hard for myself when I can live my life in the Philippines the way I want it to be, you know? But I always remember my why Mm -hmm. Um, because I have so many dreams and there's only one way to reach those dreams and that's you got to move forward. Mm -hmm. So I will stay here and I'll make everyone, including both of you, proud of me.
1: (laughs) Always, always. (laughs) We're always proud of you, Jo. Yeah
0: we we're always always so <laughs> proud of you and oh my gosh
2: it's making material
0: <laughs> tears are good tears are welcome
2: tears are, tears <laughs> yeah. are
0: always welcome i think it's yeah. you know like we need to let ourselves feel all the feelings that come with it because hi- like instagram is such a highlight reel and i think that we all mm-hmm. have experienced what it's like to like feel these emotions and not be able to share them like on our social media platforms and the other thing that i'm hearing from everything that you've said is that growth is uncomfortable and it's hard. And there's days where you want to just like go back to bed and be like, I want it to feel easier, but damn, like when you let yourself go through that discomfort and you power through, there's so much that happens yeah. on the
2: other side that you're like, I did that shit. I know. Like yeah. the, the reason like, that I have tears, not because like, Oh, I've had so much rough times. No, because I, right now I'm feeling okay. Dang, like, Joanna, I'm so proud of you for being here right now, sharing this story. And I, I feel like, oh, my gosh, I, I, can't, I don't even realize that I'm this strong. But now I can say, like, damn, I'm a fucking strong woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just you are. I'm proud of myself. I'm just proud of myself. And I know I have, like, my life in front of me, like, waiting. Like, the beautiful life in front of me, waiting for me to reach that end goal. But, of course, it's not easy. I will have to experience a lot of um, hard times along the way. But, yeah, I'm just excited. No, I, see? Like, I'm not like, oh, my gosh, I'm scared. I'm excited for the mm-hmm. future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I recently heard someone um, actually, no, it was, it was, it was my, my dad, Curtis. So he told me um, that excitement and nervousness are the same necessarily within our bodies, like how our bodies respond. It's the same, Uh, but it's our mindset that will make us either like perceive it as nervousness or excitement. And so I love that you called that out because if someone is feeling that feeling of nervousness, maybe it's just excitement and they just need, you know, need to kind of like take a step back and realize it's their body being excited for whatever is to come next and not fear.
1: I can't wait to see what you do in the future. (laughs) And it's it's truly inspiring. It it really is because you know, it takes bravery and strength and courage to do all the things that you've done. And, you know, I hope that this inspires anybody out there listening. I mean, it inspires me all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, what you've done and how much strength
0: you show. So keep doing it.
2: Thank you. Yeah, We're all rooting <laughs> for you. Thank you.
0: Joe. Yeah. you are your ancestors' wildest dreams like I I feel like that quote just like never gets old but it's so true and again it comes back to like the representation and all the things that you're doing to highlight and your whole damn garden just like blossoming and showing the world what's possible so Joe we're so grateful Joe I'm so grateful to call you a friend and someone that we've worked (laughs) with and like it has been such a blessing um in such medicine to just watch your entire story unfold. And it's just the beginning, you know, like yeah. it's just, there's so much more to come after this. So with that said, for all of those that want more of Joe, you can have it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you can have it. She's going to continue to tell her story, you know, on her Instagram um, and, and if you guys want to continue to kind of follow her story or the latest updates, just be sure to check her out on Instagram at Joanna Vismanos um, with an H. So J O J O H A N <laughs> N A Vismanos um, on Instagram. Um, Joe, we're so, so grateful that you're joining us here today and really sharing
2: your powerful story with everyone. Thank you, actually. Thank you so much for inviting me today. Being your first guest. I mean, there's so many people out there. Why me? Um, and nothing. I, I, I can keep crying here, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cry baby. You know it. But <laughs> it's just... It's very humbling. That's why I'm crying. It's, I feel grateful to be here. Um, Actually, to be here. Literally, to be here in the U.S., to be here in front of you guys, (laughs) to be here with people listening to my story, to be here that, to be here that I feel like people get inspired because of my story, that I don't even like think about it at all, Um, it's really amazing, and it's, it's so beautiful, like I'm, I feel so grateful for my life actually, even if it's not easy, it's, sorry sorry about that making me tear up too (laughs) man sorry
1: I'm so sorry no don't be sorry
2: (laughs) it's just um thank you Kimiko and Abby for inviting me and I wish you both all the best um on your new podcast (laughs) (laughs) and I am so excited for you both to grow as well um and yeah so proud of us
1: yes snaps yeah. for all of us i know yes. <laughs> all of us
0: everyone needs to take yeah. a moment to celebrate themselves and everything that they're going through yeah Joe, we love you so much i love you both too we love you <laughs> all right y'all we got so much love for joe and we know that you mm-hmm. all do too so with that we're gonna sign out for today but thanks for listening and we'll see you all next time thank you bye bye Thanks so much for tuning in and we're so glad you're here. If you enjoyed today's episode, screenshot this and share it on Instagram and send it to a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. It would mean the world to us.
1: If you want to learn more about Evolu, check out our website or DM us on Instagram. The links are in the show notes below. Thanks for listening and we'll see you back here next week.